Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Michael Foley, and this is Inspire, Empower, and Enable, Life Lessons from the Dojo. Inspire, Empower, and Enable, Life Lessons from the Dojo is sponsored by the Center for Humane Living in Phoenix, Arizona, which has as its vision to inspire all people to live peaceful and compassionate lives. My goal is to incorporate ancient wisdom acquired from a lifelong study of martial arts, formal business leadership and coaching training, and my life experiences as a maternal fetal medicine physician, husband, and father of three to explore strategies for living a happy and fulfilled life. My approach is to use eclectic storytelling to help with the discovery of universal truths that may be applicable to your life. Don't believe anything I say, however. Seek to discover it all for yourself. Let's get started with today's topic. The next lesson is finding your inner peace, strategies to moderate negative emotions. You might remember from previous episodes of this podcast, we talked about the concept of crucial conversations and how we use crucial conversations to really combat the conflict that we're in our lives and to be able to come up with solutions that are really helpful for us. We find that the crucial conversations are sometimes derailed. Uh, They're derailed by emotion. We tend to get triggered into an emotional outburst, whether it be tears or anger or depression, and we just can't have that conversation. And we talked about strategies uh, that were actually published in Crucial Conversations by Joseph Granny et al. that talked about how we might get out of our primitive brain. We talked about the fact that Our brain is broken into a number of different important sections for us in regard to communication. We have, of course, the cognitive brain, which is the problem-solving brain. It's the part of the brain that we actually use to come up with language and specifically solve problems. This is to be differentiated from the primitive or the reptilian brain, oftentimes uh, the, the seat of emotions and survival needs. Of course, it was there to be established for us through evolution to create a fight or flight whenever we would be in a situation our physiology would change so that it would allow us to either fight the adversary or run for protection. In language and in relationships, it sometimes changed over to something called silence or violence. We often find ourselves just clamming up and then later on spilling the beans to someone else that really just to get it off our chest. Or that's the silent part or the absolute violent part, which is anger, outbursts, um, and emotion, uh, like during a meeting or with someone. And that kind of shuts down communication too. We're taught earlier in the podcast to look at how we might get around that. In fact, we're we're taught that if we're going to try to control that in ourselves, we first have to be very well aware of it coming on. We have to have an emotional intelligence that be able to be self-aware and self-manage. And one of the techniques that they talk about in the Crucial Conversation books is to be able to ask yourself questions. Um, You might ask yourself a couple of questions, and uh, we talked about how the brain, our human brain, is there to solve problems. If I say four times four, or six times nine, or three times seven, your brain just went ahead and solved it. I didn't say, hey, please solve these times tables. Your brain just did it without even thinking. So if you ask yourself questions, you shift the blood flow to the part of the brain that solves problems, the 
human aspect of the brain, the problem-solving cognitive rational brain. So if you ask yourself questions in a crucial conversation, as you feel yourself starting to get emotional or trying to get sidetracked by your amygdala, you ask yourself, what do you want out of this conversation for that person that you're talking to? What do you want out of this conversation for yourself? And what do you want out of this conversation for the enterprise or organization or the team or the family? You don't have to answer those. You just have to ask the question and let your brain go to work. It's often during these periods of time that we shift from the emotion back to the problem solving. We take a deep breath and go, okay, let's now solve the problem and get out of the emotion. Well, it's interesting that we find ourselves in a situation where we're trying to take care of ourselves, but how do you take care of someone else? How do you, how do you help them combat the negative emotions that are sometimes overwhelming them? Let me tell you a story about a, a program that we have called the Wellness Warriors. The Wellness Warriors is part of our Center for Humane Living, where we actually focus on the pediatric hospital. We bring several of our black belt teachers into the hospital wearing full uniforms, their black belts and their tobak or their gi or uniform that we call it in, in the martial arts. And we walk onto the wards, interestingly, uh, into, the la- into the areas where we're looking at ICU kids or kids that are having procedures. And we actually meet with them and we talk to them about guided imagery and dealing with pain and maybe teach them a few martial arts skills because they really think that's cool or, or even great breathing techniques to help manage anxiety and, and the problems sometimes associated with dressing changes and pain of recovery. When we do this, we get great satisfaction and we call it the wellness warrior model. One particular afternoon, my son Michael, accompanied our team to the Wellness Warrior uh, team uh, outing and to the hospital. And uh, we were about concluding the day when a, a nurse actually walks out of her room, sees Michael standing there in his karate uniform, and says, I need your help in this room. And Michael looks around saying, well, what am I going to do in this room? She says, well, I have a 14-year-old girl that is emotionally outbursting right now. She is unconsolable. And she is having pain, abdominal pain, and she's maxed out on the medications. Her mom and dad and her cousins and her grandparents are in the room around her bed. And she's just in an emotional turmoil, crying unconsolably and squirming in the bed. Can you go in there and see if you can utilize some of your martial art techniques here to help maybe improve her outcome? So my my son, Michael, kind of shrugs his shoulder and he says, well, I'm not sure what I'm going to be able to do here, but he walked into the room. And as he's walking into the room, he sees this young lady, uh, really emotional. It kicks into his mind. He says, well, I know that for me, if I'm emotional, if I start asking myself a question or two, like we just talked about, that I can maybe come out of the emotional brain and get into the rational problem-solving brain. So he sat on his on this lady's bed, this young woman, and began to ask her questions. He asked her simple questions, you know, like, where do you go to school? Things that she'd have to answer. And she could answer. And she was at the point where she couldn't hardly speak. She was so emotional and, and uh, kind of staccato kind of an- an- answering about her problems and her questions kind of like that uh, to over a matter of about five to 10 minutes with questions about her school, her family, 
her favorite things to do, her friends, her passions in life, her activities, a potential boyfriend, all of these things, all of a sudden, got her into a conversational mode entirely out of the emotion where she was speaking intelligently and intelligibly to everyone in the room. And the family was actually in tears. They were shocked of what had just happened in the room where they took this basically inconsolable 14-year-old girl in the hospital with abdominal pain and brought her back into the world, so to speak, of conversation and rational thinking at control. This was absolutely amazing. This was something that my son discovered, and he says, why don't we actually use these kind of techniques when we're dealing with people that are angry with us or angry with themselves or afraid uh, or uh, having some sort of an emotional outburst, whether it be tearful, whether it be um, incredibly depressed, or whether it would be angry. And using a technique and a strategy of engaging the cognitive brain to help you get out of the emotional problems that you might be currently trying to endure is something that is absolutely spectacular in its results. And we've seen it day to day in the activities of working with these kids and working with our families when we start to get a little emotional. In fact, I can remember an episode with myself not too long ago where I found myself getting emotional about something and started to get angry and upset. And I just asked myself a few questions as I was catching myself at that trigger. And by asking myself those questions, what I really want out of this conversation, what I want out of it for me, for the people around me, my brain began to go to work and I came out of the emotion and I was able to move forward, avoiding that trigger, staying out of the emotional brain, engaging my problem-solving brain, and therefore the negative emotions were moderated and I was able to find an inner peace. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Inspire, Empower, and Enable, Life Lessons from the Dojo. We hope the information shared perturbs new thinking about finding fulfillment and harmony in your lives. We hope to inspire all people to live peaceful and compassionate lives. So feel free to share this podcast widely with members of your family, at work, and at school. If you find the information helpful, please subscribe so that further episodes are sent your direction.